welcome back to the square this week. Uh, I want to start off by thanking everybody who was able to make it out to our Christmas party for us to raise money for Westside Community Services, hang out. Uh, thanks to Dr. Jason Knight for doing News of the Week with us. Thanks to State Senator Sean Ryan for joining us for an interview segment. Uh, big thanks to the investigative post, Jeff Kelly, for embarrassing himself in front of everybody. <laughs> smoking jacket recipient. Yes, yeah, smoking jacket recipient, Jeff Kelly, uh, playing you know the game Sweeping the Nation, rear a Republican. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, again, also, and thanks to Mary Schaefer and Westside Community Services. Thanks to the Armory Restaurant for being great hosts. And thanks for all of you for joining us. They uh, really were amazing hosts. Yeah. Awesome place. So, uh, and yeah. We, as we talked about, yeah, we're winding it down, but we still have got some great stuff to bring you. And we're bringing somebody back, uh, a former guest who's, who's back again, uh, Jessica Overholt from the Board of Elections. And we're going to talk about recounts with Jessica. That's what we do. We count the votes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you guys always do canvassing, right? After yes. an election. Every election. Every election. Right. So, and I think that, you know, talk about that because I don't think everybody necessarily understands that. Um... It's called reconciliation is what we do. So we work so hard to send all of the pieces of an election out into the world. They're out in the field for a day. And then everything comes back to our office. And we count the number of voters, the number of ballots used, the number of machine counts, the number of votes cast. And we reconcile everything. And we do this every election, regardless of whether it's a blowout or an insanely close race. Mm -hmm. Um, we're mandated to do it, and it's it's what we do. We count the votes. So, you know, I, in the election business, you love a blowout. You love it where that guy wins, that guy lost, done deal. But the close elections, it it doesn't change anything that we do. We have to still reconcile each and every election district. And I know the hot-button one this year was the town of Cheektowaga supervisor's race. And that came down to... 30-some votes, like 35 votes, I believe. It was a close one. Out of, you know, thousands cast and 97 election districts, and we do what we do. Um, There is a new state law that if anything was within a half of a percentage point, we are mandated to do a manual recount. Um, And it's, you know, we also had to do it in the town of Brant. um, And that was separated by... Three votes, three or four votes by the end. So, you know, whether it's 20,000 votes or 500 votes, we still do the same process. Well, what's the difference between a manual recount and the normal canvas reconciliation you guys normally do? Um, We actually have to physically look at each and every ballot cast. So, um, you know, when we did it with the Brown write-in, where we had to physically look at the ballots to make sure that all the write-ins were counted... And that, you know, was citywide or townwide in the case of Cheektowaga. A normal canvas is, you know, if there's not a close race, we see that there were 497 people signed in in Lancaster District 2. 497 ballots were used, and the votes add up to 497. Done deal. And you just, you know, plow through each election district. There's 838 election districts in Erie County, and we do that for every election district. In regards to a manual recount, we physically remove all of the ballots from the machines. We have a bipartisan team look at each one to make sure that the votes were um, counted properly because, you know, someone could circle mm-hmm. a candidate's name and the machine would not recognize that as a vote, but a human looking at it would say the voter intent is clear. 
encountered. So that's why in the Jasinski Nowak, um, you saw numbers change mm-hmm. a little bit because humans were looking at the machine and interpreting intent. And I, th- you know, by the end of the day, like the margins didn't shift. The numbers changed, mm-hmm. but the margins stayed the same. Yeah. And, you know, there's, like I said, there's 97 election districts in the town of Cheektowaga. Um, we don't send out Which 97. Which one's your favorite? Mine, Cheektowaga oh, 7. <laughs> that's where that's where I voted. Um, 47's really good, too. No, I'm just making that up. Yeah. Um, so we had all the ballots brought down, and the media, anyone can come watch this. Like, we post yeah. our canvas schedule on our website. People can come and observe. And... You know, media showed up for like a hot second. They realized, wow, this is boring. Mm -hmm. And they just watch us go through sheet of paper by sheet of paper. And it's kind of old school. It's Jasinski pile, Nowak pile, Jasinski pile, Nowak pile. And that's what we did. Mm -hmm. And humans counted them. And then to make sure that we were accurate, we also ran them through our high-speed tabulator to make sure the humans were right, Mm -hmm. the machines are right, and at the end of the day, the votes are the votes. Doing the recount, right? You, you've got like this race here it, it, in Cheektowaga, Jasinski, Nowak. What, are, like, talk about like what do the rights like the candidates have for attending? You talked about like any, it's open, like it's, anybody can show up. Yep. I'm surprised more people don't bring popcorn and like you know Frank's Red Hot, you know, do it Buffalo yeah. style. Sell concessions. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> so when we, the canvas process, it's putting it all back together. So it's the votes cast on election day, it's the absentee votes. It's the provisional ballot. So, you know, if you moved into Cheektowaga um, and we validated all of those or invalidated them, and that was observed by either the candidates or, you know, some other observers on their behalf. And they can ask they can ask questions. Um, they can review our work. But at the end of the day, like if my board of canvassers agrees that this is a valid affidavit, um, it's going to be counted. And, you know, we had some instances where you know, there was a guy, there was a, a voter, and the ballot was invalidated because um, he was a felon. And in New York State, you get your, you have to re-register to get your voter rights back. Um, and that was challenged because, like, well, he should have automatically been reinstated. And that's not the case. Like, you can, if he had re-registered, he would have been able, that would have been a valid vote. Um, so, like, there was conversation in the room with the attorneys and the commissioners, and, you know, we have to follow New York State election law. We don't make this up Mm -hmm. willy-nilly. There's also in-state movers in New York State. So if you're registered in the Bronx Mm -hmm. and you move to Erie County... Which is is one of the several places across the state I'm registered to vote, and I vote every year. (laughs) Vote early, vote often. Make the rounds. You can get to the Bronx in one day and vote twice, right? Oh, yeah. I I, I usually start in the Bronx and work my way up. I just just take the throughway all the way up. It's... That's why. That's why every election day I'm in Brockport at one point. Wow. Okay. No, it is annoying, but you know I get it. But if you're registered anywhere in New York State, and then you move to a different county, and we can find you in there's a New York State voter database. So if we find that you have an active registration in some other county, we will validate your vote here in Erie County. And those were challenged. They're like, you know, criminals from downstate are vote. No, they're not. It's like you know, we just we're following right. election law, and. Anyone can come mm-hmm. and ask the questions, and we have a very well-trained staff that 
you know, we're not hiding anything. It's not like there's, you know, ballots shoved under my desk chair or anything like that. It's everything is accounted for every election, regardless of how close it is. Well, you made a little bit of a reference to it. Could you talk a little uh, like what are the like valid reasons? You've, you mentioned a couple of for using an affidavit ballot. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that affidavit ballots are a thing. In other states, they're called provisional ba- provisional ballots. And it's if you move, technically, even if you just move from apartment A to apartment B, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to re-register because it's a different address. It's a different place where you get your mail. But once you're registered anywhere in Erie County or anywhere in New York State, you're an active voter until, for some other reason, you are inactive, whether you don't vote in a certain number of federal elections, blah, blah, blah. But... Say you forget to re-register after you move, you simply can go to your new polling location and we have to do some research on our end before we validate that ballot. So you can't put it in the machine, but you can put it in this little envelope or it's essentially it's a mini voter registration form and you tell us this is where I used to live in New York State, this is where I live now, and this these are the people who represent me and this is the ballot I'm voting. So they come back to our office... Um, And just over the years, we have really cleaned up our voter rolls, you know, with our postcard checks. We make sure, like, you live at this address. Like, we have a rather accurate voter registration list. But, you know, if you do happen to move and you go to vote and you place that ballot in the provisional envelope, it comes back to our office. We research it. We check our internal, like our Erie County voter system. We check the New York State voter system. We make sure you didn't vote in any other municipality or any other county before we validate it or invalidate it. Mm -hmm. And then the Canvas teams get both sets of envelopes, the valids and the invalids. They check the work of the original researcher to make sure they agree with it. And then once it's counted or once it's deemed valid, they're counted. Mm -hmm. And so like, and even if the, the, it's not, it's deemed, it's not deemed valid. You fill out the voter registration form now. Now you're registered to vote. Yes. Even if your vote, you know, you don't, and you don't get like, we don't get a letter in the mail saying like, hey, by the way, sucker, your vote didn't count. You do, uh, actually. We, yeah? We have to do that. You still, it says sucker? Yep. <laughs> sucker. Sucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, no, we, we are, we do notify the folks, like we received your voter registration form and those, we get some angry phone calls after those letters go out. Um, but you still get voter history. Like, it's like, hey, you tried. Yeah. Um. So, and that's where, like, what is it, those citizens audit people who are all, like, that's why sometimes you will have people that, there's more voter history than there's actual votes. Mm -hmm. It's because we're still giving history to the folks who made an effort, Mm -hmm. but we, you know, can't count their ballot. And, like, voter history is not uh, accurate, like, representation of actual votes cast, because people move from election district to election district, town to town. It's never a good snapshot of, like, this is what happened on November 7th, mm-hmm. 2023. So reconciliation is how we know that the votes are cast, this is how many people voted, and this is how many ballots we need to account for. Voter history is not a good, um, you know, yardstick for measuring that. And we have those, um, the citizens audit people, they come into our office, we kill them with kindness, we answer all of their questions, and they're still like, oh, thanks, you guys are really nice, still don't believe you. Like, <laughs> <Come> <laughs> like I don't know what else to do, we yeah. have, yeah. we've 
sat down with them time after time. And brutal. It is. And I'm just like, these people have dedicated three, four years of their lives to this, you know, facade. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't think we're ever going to convince them because how can you be so like balls deep in this conspiracy theory and then give up on it? Like, right, yeah. I don't think we'll ever change their minds, but they can come to our office. They can observe the entire process and the votes are the votes. It's just so emotionally um, intertwined with who they are. Right. I, I this, don't know. And some of them seem like nice enough people, I guess, but you right. know, Stop calling us criminals and stop, you know, thinking <laughs> that we're hiding things. It's nothing, nothing is shady. Nothing, everything is above board. Everything can be observed. Well, I mean, it's, I, I was going to, you've been at the Board of Elections for a while. Um, do you think it's, it's more efficient? It's, it's, it's better. The new machines where there's actually like a paper trail than the old machine, the old mechanical machines. Don't get me wrong. I miss the lever machines, you know, just yeah, for nostalgic sure. reasons, but you know, it's, Time moves on. Technology right. advances. Um, the current machines that we use are incredibly accurate. Mm. I do like the paper trail. You know, mm. yes, I miss the lever machines, but you know they were a hundred plus years old mm. and not they weren't as accurate. Because if something broke midday, mid election, you wouldn't know. It didn't beep at you and be like, mm-hmm. "Check column three. Right. You know, you didn't get that. So now, um, and even if there was some sort of like if a location lost power you like yes we can run out generators but in the meantime people could still be issued their paper ballot mm-hmm. place that in the emergency bin and it can either be scanned or hand counted later so no one is inconvenienced people can still vote everything is accounted for and we check the ballots are stubbed meaning yeah. that we sent um you know 500 ballots to this location and if 300 people sign in, there should be 200 ballots left, and we can account for everything, regardless of whether um, it's an emergency mode or we've had locations like that didn't open in the morning, and our machines are locked inside, and we had to bring new machines, and we voted under tents outside. Um, that's and we have like 330 some polling locations across Erie County, so we're um, we're hustling on election day. That's for damn sure. Uh, and what about early voting? How that seems like it's pretty seamless and easy to pull off. Uh, you know, we make it look like that, but um, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's we've been doing it since 2019, so you can kind of look at the metrics now. And I get the intent. The intent is to increase voter turnout. I would encourage you to look at the numbers. Um, I don't think it has. What we say, at least what I say, and our voters are going to vote. Um, well, yes, it is more convenient. Mm-hmm. I get it. But it's I have not seen the increase in voter turnout that one would hope for. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of work for our staff. And it's 10 days of early voting, at least for the June primary and the November general. And then when you start talking about specials... Mm-hmm. Um, these off-cycle things, you know, with congressmen resigning and maybe state senators getting appointed, that could lead to, and depending on when all of this plays out with um, filling Higgins' seat, mm-hmm. we oh, and then there's a presidential primary next year as well, so we'll be voting at least bare minimum April, June, and November with 10 days of early voting. Mm-hmm. So we'll be voting, like, there's a month of voting just right there. Mm-hmm. And then if you throw in a special congressional... Mm-hmm. That could be a f- theoretically, depending on when the governor calls 
for this. And then how would that play out if it is a current seated state senator? Do we have to have a special for that? Right. Um, and if there's lawsuits that postpone whether a congressional primary or an assembly, to, like we could be looking at three to five elections next year. That's 50 days, 50 <laughs> days of it's voting. Yeah. And, you know, polls are open. They have to be open for eight hours. And my office has to be open for, um, you know, eight hours a day. And so we're essentially there almost around the clock. We're there from nine in the morning till nine at night mm-hmm. for the duration of early voting. I mean, you just said that, like, you know, we haven't seen increase in turnout. I mean, I, I do know, like, a lot of states across this country have seen turnout declining pretty quickly. And you know, I wonder, though, like, if early voting has at least helped us stem, like, the decline in turnout that we, we would see. Yeah, I wouldn't. We have not seen a decline, but everything is staying on par. Right. Like, well, you can compare gubernatorial elections to gubernatorial elections now. We like the first year we did it was a county executive year, and that was a slightly more competitive race um, four years ago. So the turnout, the turnout was, I believe, it was higher four years ago than it was for this election. But you know, we're we're sending out the absentees. We're keeping, you know, our 38 early voting locations open. We're handing out the stickers, we're trying to keep the voters happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one change I noticed this year, uh, the, the iPads for the voter registration check. I, I believe that was new this, this one. Nope. Oh, that's um, been around? Yep. Oh, well, let me get to that. So we started with the iPads um, for early voting. Okay, right. And then... You know, it takes us 4,000 poll workers to staff a countywide election, and it's a, a training issue where anyone listening, if you want to come to a Board of Elections poll worker training class, please go to our website and sign up because we always need new poll workers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started then transitioning the rest of the county to Election Day, um, the electronic poll books. So they, at first, were just early voting, and then we went into some of the smaller towns. This was our first year where we were fully countywide with electronic poll books. Mm-hmm. Um, the inspectors do love them. It does speed um, the check-in process. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same as the paper poll book. It's your, your signature is still there. The inspectors can still make sure um, you are who you say you are. And that's one thing we can't win on is um, – the ID issue here in New York, like New York state is a not, you don't have to show ID in order to vote. Half of our calls are, I can't believe no one asked me for ID, but then the inspectors, they tell the voter, like if you have ID, you can scan it, whether it's your driver's license or your voter card and it pulls up your record instantaneously. So the inspectors, instead of, you know, trying to type your name in and maybe fat fingering and spelling it wrong, they like, have your ID ready, have your ID ready. And then the voters call us, like, I can't believe they asked for ID. And then we have the other voters, why is no one asking for ID? Like, it's a no-win yeah. like scenario for our office. Mm. But yeah, we finally rolled out into the city. Like, that was the um, last municipality to go full electronic poll book. And, you know, barring any unforeseen circumstances, like, it will, we will stay with mm. electronic poll books yeah, for the duration. Yeah, slick. Do they, those iPads, do they have, like, you know Netflix and Hulu on them, so like, they do. If not. you're if like you know if you're in a low turnout area, maybe you're bored as an inspector. You're there if you're an inspector. You're there for like I don't know a fucking million years that day. Yep. No, some of our locations too. Um, for this election, 
Like, they had really low turnout, maybe, like, 78 voters the entire day. Like, it's a boring-ass yeah. day. Yeah. But, and you can tell if they do start getting a little handsy with the device. So then they'll call us and be like, the screen went black. And I'm like, what did you push? <laughs> Tell oh, me no. what you pushed. Oh, now you're yeah. tech support. Yeah. Oh, we are tech support. Yeah. And right, like, right. Um, we have to tell them, like, and the I'm apps. not an Apple person, but, you know, with a little home button, you have to, and you know you're talking to an octogenarian. So I'm like, yeah. you need to tap, tap real quick, mm-hmm. tap, tap, and swipe away the, the icon and log this in. And we, you know, we have a really good staff who, you know, we go out and we train these folks in the field. We talk them through the problems on election day. Um, and you just, you have to realize your audience and just be very patient. If someone did want to work as a poll worker that day, you said there's trainings available, but uh, what is that? They're obviously paid, yep. right? Um, so $175, $185. So, and then mm-hmm. you get paid to come to class. You get $25 to come to class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not like no one's getting rich doing it, but, and you also get paid um, during early voting. So, and I think it works out to like 15 something an hour, I believe. And if it's an eight hour day or a 10 hour day or a Mm. 15 hour day. um, And, you know, we try, we try to, you know, parse it out where if Jim wanted to work early voting, like we're not letting you work every day of early voting because we have a whole pool of inspectors and we're trying to keep everyone happy. So you can get two to three days. You can then work election day. You can work primary day. You know, people can make, you know, a good chunk of money throughout the year if they would wish to do that. And it's a, it's a nice gig. And, and you're helping with democracy. You're mm-hmm. performing your civic duty. Oh, Is yeah. there any, uh, like, guidelines restricted for what party you have to be affiliated with or or do you have to be affiliated with a party to be an inspector? You do. Per New York State election law, you have to be registered with the two major parties recognized in the state, which at the current moment are the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. Um, you can't, so if you are, you know, a conservative if you're a libertarian, if you're a member of the Green Party, mm-hmm. you, by law, have to be um, a registered voter with one of the major parties and able to read, write, and speak the English language. And then we also have to send um, interpreters to certain election districts, which, mm-hmm. based on census data, have a certain per- certain percentage of um, different language-speaking individuals in that election district. Cool. So, well... Um, what else can, do you want to tell us about elections today? You, I mean, you made, um, I mean, you've been at the board of elections for a while. It's, you talk about like uh, like having to deal with stuff. So I, as I've mentioned on the show before, I worked at the board of elections briefly in like the early 2000s. Um, and we had the old machines back then. And I remember like my very first election day where I was full time, we got a call from Gowanda that their machine wouldn't work. <laughs> and like the very first thing I said was like, "Did you? Do, are you sure you crank the handle on the side to get the machine like all the way out and all the way to and like, yes, of course we did. So me and somebody else, cause it's a bipartisan team drive from downtown to Gowanda. I get there. I crank the handle. It goes one extra click machine works fine. <laughs> oh yeah. That's there's sometimes where you, they get a call and they're like, listen, I just need you to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, if it's Brandt or Sardinia, you don't want to have, you want to try and troubleshoot over the phone. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's not always possible. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, we'll have people out in the field, um, like, starting in the field. So mm-hmm. it's quicker to get to, you know, Sardinia from Elma than it is from downtown Buffalo. So yeah. we do try to keep people strategically placed throughout the county. I mean, I've seen a lot of changes in the democratic process in my 20-plus years at the board. Um, 
something I will say though is like the at least for me, and I don't want to speak for our staff or our commissioners, but like the election worker fatigue is real. Mm-hmm. You know, with the people who constantly are accusing us of rigging things or stealing things or not trusting us, like stuff. And just then election after election after election. And, you know, it's the state legislature who they pass the laws, but we're the boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. So 10 days of early voting. Yeah, that sounds really great. And democracy. Fuck yeah. Everyone get out there and vote. But it's there's a staff behind that that mm-hmm. is there day after day after day mm-hmm. making sure it works. And we do the same amount of work, whether it's 100 percent turnout mm-hmm. or 30% turnout. Like, that's what this past election was. It was 30% turnout. Yeah. We do the same amount of work, mm-hmm. regardless. And so just be nice to your election workers is what I want to say, because the folks that are there on election day or during early voting or the folks in our office, the people who call and call us criminals and just the endless hours, it's it's a lot. It, yeah. uh, chill out and be nice. Come yes, on. it is. Come it's, on. it's a lot, and we're all there just... We count the votes, and anyone anyone can come and observe the entire process. Maybe that's where we'll have the Christmas party next year. As we'll Where's go, that? To, uh, we'll go to the board of elections and watch them count the votes. Sure, we'll just we'll show up. I mean, that's a lame ass party, but <laughs> you're more than welcome to. Come I on. mean, not with as much booze as we'll bring. <laughs> okay, I'm down. Yeah. Pizza too. Yeah, uh, uh, booze and pizza. But that's one of the, the big perks of being an election inspector. Not the booze. You, they usually, I think they you know, they hide that in their purses. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but you, know, you you get people bringing you donuts. So you, right, if right. if you get like one of the premier election districts, right? If if you're yeah. if if you're like tucked away at something like, and you only got like one polling place and or you know one election district at your polling place, you might not. But like if you're at like, you know, obviously like the UU Church on Elmwood in Buffalo, where there's a bunch of different de- uh, districts voting there, and it's like there's a lot of turnout there. I, somebody from some campaign is going to bring you donuts and coffee. So there are treats involved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh beautiful. Like, and there are certain locations, like the fire halls, that, uh, you know, some of the inspectors, they'll only work at this fire hall because the firemen let them use the kitchen. Oh. They bring their crock pots. There are, um, back in the days when I used to be out in the field, like you would just eat your way around Erie County. And there was this one inspector at the Mennonite Church in Alden who made this, like, sage egg quiche. Wow. And I'm like, kick that machine until it jams and make sure you call and I will come and fix it. And then I want one of those pieces of quiche. Um, no, the inspectors, they try and make a day of it. And, you know, there's certain groups that were, you know, these four folks work together every, and then you have other, you can't guarantee who you're going to be working with, you know, cause sometimes these inspectors are working with strangers and raging mm-hmm. halitosis and it's a long ass day <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, they make the most of it and they do, they do really good work. Right on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, you know, so a lot of them have been in the same polling place and district for a long time. I remember, you know, when I when I lived in Lancaster, growing up, like the polling place where I went, um, yeah, nobody needed ID because they, we had the same four inspectors there for like fucking twenty five <laughs> years. Oh yep. So like you, you'd oh, wa- hey, Joe. you'd, you'd yeah. walk in and, and like you'd even before you even get to the table, they like they'd have the pa- the page open to your name, and, like yeah, yeah, sign here. And they're like, oh yeah, your dad came in an hour ago. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like uh, little, you're a little late today. It's a you, usually you can, you come and vote before eight a.m. It's a little late this year. Yeah. Where's your mom? How's she doing? Right. You know, they ask those questions. They they do get to know you, um, and you know they do. They do so much right, but when a mistake is made, it's like, oh, where did you learn that? Like, that's when we have to get someone, we have to dispatch someone out there right away. Like, 
you know, you'll have an inspector who's like, I have to see ID. And he's like standing at the door mandating voter and a voter knows well enough and calls us and we have to get out there and go over the training again. We're like, those are your personal feelings, Mm -hmm. but we're not doing that on election day. You have to follow the Mm -hmm. law and they don't have to show ID. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've now voted in plenty of different places because I've moved a bunch, but uh, I like the same day. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we would I, catch I, it. We would catch it. That, that's why I only vote provisional. Oh god, we would still catch that. <laughs> no, because so starting in the Bronx, with all county boards, we have to send a list of everyone who voted a provisional ballot to the state database to make sure that you didn't vote in any other counties. And we did have an instance where um, someone voted a provisional in Erie County, but they were registered in Niagara. Um, they went back and voted in Niagara County, so we invalidated mm-hmm. their ballot here. And it's one of those, like, I don't want to say that was criminal. It was probably just confusion where someone moved from Niagara County to Erie County, went to go vote, and like, what do you mean I can't sign in? I got to put my ballot in this envelope? That doesn't seem legit. I'll just go, and I don't know why you'd want to do it because there's no statewide races, so why would you want to vote in a place you no longer live? But whatever. But the process works mm-hmm. where, you know, we found that they went home and voted on election mm-hmm. day. So we did not count their mm-hmm. affidavit ballot. The the system works. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, uh, that's, um, that's why in Brockport, I'm Diamond Steve. Diamond Steve. Well, that, I got nothing. <laughs> I can't help with that. So, and if any feds are listening, you know. Joking. Joking. It's all, yeah, yeah. It's all in jest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would never go to Brockport unless I had to. <laughs> Party time. <laughs> so, Jessica, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for uh, your service. Uh, My pleasure. Seriously? This has been a this has been a good ride with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for having me mm-hmm. be a part of it. Well, we made an announcement at the party. You want to talk yeah, about we, that? Yeah, we did yeah. make an announcement for the, the rest of the public. Yeah, yeah we did make an announcement at the party. So, if you didn't get to join us, because um, we you know, talked about this last week, um, starting at some point in the first quarter of 2024, um, going to. I'm going to transition. I, I know you guys are taking breaks, mm-hmm. um, you know, well-deserved ones. Um, but I'm going to transition into uh, you know, the Diamond Gym News Hour, Diamond Gym Radio Hour. Still workshop with the name a little bit. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be more scripted. It's going to be like just exclusively local news and politics focused. Um, and I'm going to work with I'll do it like biweekly, having rotating guest hosts. Um, and so, like that's part of the reason why it's gonna be more scripted, is so that you know there's stuff for us to work off of. You know, we've been pretty fortunate, the three of us working, is that like we we've been good at improving and bouncing mm-hmm. off each other, and you know, do, playing a lot of things you know by ear, right? Um, then can't trust that that's always gonna be the case when I when I do different guest hosts with with us. Uh, but it is gonna be, and it's not gonna be an interview format, right? It, they're gonna be co-hosting the news with me. Um, okay. It'll be, you know, more. Uh, you know, McNeil Lair, and uh, <laughs> ooh, exciting! Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure I'll still make all kinds of like dick jokes and stuff like that. Of course, so, yeah. you know, would expect nothing less. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, that's why it's Diamond Jam. It's you know, the script is just a platform, right? right? Yeah. yeah, it's just a, a jumping off point. That's right. And we're solid on Diamond Jam, though. That's that's happening. I mean, I, I <laughs> it's stuck. I, yeah, yeah it's, it's, stuck. It's, it's stuck. Yeah, it's how he's yeah. known around town. Yeah, yeah but I I have had people come up to me and like like I'll introduce myself and I'll just say you know hi I'm, I'm Jim and I'm like. Are you Diamond Jim? Like I, I recognize your voice. <laughs> Diamond Jim. So that's uh, the, these sweet dulcet tones brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. <laughs> Congrats. So yeah, so uh, you know, aiming for 
maybe February, March at the latest to, to get this underway. So my kids call you Uncle Diamond Jimmy, so yeah. you know this works. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Jessica, thanks so much for joining us. My thanks pleasure. For, thanks for all the work that you do. If people are interested in being, you know, poll workers, you know, check out the Board of Elections website for contact information. There, it's there's right on there. Like, do you want to work a board an election? It's right there. You can sign up. You can get your information in. You, you could do that and donate plasma, and never have to work an actual day. In your I life. think so. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's and and in between your plasma and then going to the polling place, you could also like DoorDash your your way to the <laughs> right. polling place. Mm-hmm. So side hustle gig. Yeah. So and you'll never have health insurance, so it'll be great. That too. So all right. Thanks so much. Uh we're gonna we're gonna do just the interview this week. Uh we'll be back next week with you know what might be one of our final shows. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. With Let's Go Pills, I wanted to make a beer that was similar to the beers I grew up drinking in in the tailgate. And I wanted a clear American lager that was crisp and and just really sharp. It it takes the classic American lager and and we we showcase craft ingredients made by locals, made by fans, uh, to be shared by fans. Bring community to all that you do and good things happen.